I, I have no, I have no material now. We talked about the Bev. It's you over. Could, you could banter. Banter is just random banter. I don't think banter is like a depleting resource, right? Like, <laughs> I'm run out. Like, nope, I've been clever today. Right, I'm sorry. I, I ran out of jokes and puns. It's over. You cannot run out. I only had three. All right, I'm sorry. Three, two, one, go. Welcome to Millennial Trash. I'm Sonia. And this is Rex. And we have a guest. Is that me? I'm Iris. <laughs> so welcome, Iris, to the Millennial Trash Podcast. Thank you, Thank you for being our guest today. Well, which episode is this, actually? Be honest. I think it's five. five? Four or five. Right, we'll look it up on real quick. I powered through it, like, the other day at the office. I think it's on four or five. We are number... This is five. Five! Hey. Oh, my God. But thanks for shout out to all the listeners that are still listening. Five yeah, episodes in. that keep us going. <laughs> and the new listeners. Yeah. We see y'all and we appreciate you. <laughs> we we get your you. DMs. Thank you. Yes. We see the stats. We see the metrics <laughs> coming in. But yeah, so Iris, Iris is visiting from San Diego. She drove about an hour ago, endured yeah. the traffic. How long did you drive for? Three hours. It was like the authentic LA experience. Oh, God. Like, as soon as I got on the 405, I was like, oh, that's what's up. I remember this from college. <laughs> you're like, okay. oh, yeah, it's like sitting in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Yeah, so Iris is my buddy. Uh, we met back in New York years ago. How did we meet? I think we went, oh, we met at a, we were, Warriors, a Warriors game. game. At a bar, a Berkeley bar. Not a real Warriors game, but watching the Warriors game yeah. at a bar. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like our mutual friend was like, oh, they're watching the Warriors game. Do you want to come? And then I insisted him and our friend to eat San Diego fries at that one spot oh, in yes. Brooklyn. Because I was a purist. I'm like, you can only get these carne asada fries out here because everything else is trash. Wait, is San Diego fries a real thing? Is it just California Well, they called fries? it, it's California fries, but they called it San Diego because it was in Brooklyn. Got but it. anyway, that was like our first meeting. I mean, bonding over beers and fries is like a really solid... and basketball. Yeah, <laughs> you almost you lost the. It was alliteration over there. <laughs> <laughs> bears, basketball, it's beers, beers, beer, beer, beers, beers. Okay. Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Anyways, let's get to the actual real topic of our podcast. <laughs> so today we're talking about roommates. I feel like this is a topic every millennial can relate to because if. You haven't lived with your parents up to this point. It's likely you've probably lived with someone else your age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think for me, especially, like, I've actually never lived alone. Uh, growing up, obviously, with my parents, went to college, lived in the dorms and apartments with other friends. After college, I was broke and <laughs> moved back home with the parents, find some roommates. Lived in New York, can't afford that. So right. roommates. So anyway, throughout my life, I've always had roommates, but... Have, is it the same for you guys too? Yeah, so I've also only lived with other people. I have always wanted to live alone. I think it would be cool. I think I would really enjoy it. I'm a very independent person, but I have student loans. LA is an expensive place to live. <laughs> and then I lived on campus in college too. So yeah, they pair you with someone. Yeah. yeah. What about same. you? Yeah, same for me. I grew up in a two-bedroom like apartment with six people. And yeah, we definitely had to divide space. <laughs> and then up through college, always had roommates. And then finally, last year was the first time I lived alone in a studio. And But I think it's very similar in that we've all like lived with people. And the amount of people we live with like finally shrinks down. And you're like, I can finally commit to a studio. But so how is it last year, It's really nice. Um, <laughs> it's like the thing... So he has <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
But you're going to the Oscars tomorrow. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> no, but um, it's like weird because you living with people, you learn how to be really thoughtful and considerate, right? And then it's like you interesting, like because when you live alone, it's kind of like I. I technically can leave my laundry on the couch for three days because no one's coming over for three days, you know? So there's, like, a lot of, like, liberties in that. But then, like, if you hear a, a sound somewhere, that's the worst part because you're just by yourself and you're like, okay, gotta be brave. This is how I die. But it was just, like, the sink running. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's the only that's the only. There's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. yeah. I've never Nothing's thought pretty. about that con. Oops. But now you know. See, now you will be surprised. And usually the sound is just a sound in the building. It's, like, not... Like right next to you, but that's clearly what happens when you live on alone and you're like, it's 2 a.m. And, and you your mind something. just goes yep. to the worst case scenario. Yeah. You're like, someone is breaking in. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, it was just somebody throwing trash outside. It's like, oh, well, I hype myself up for nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a dog when I move out too, so that like, well, I guess you can't really have a big dog in LA, so that might not help. I was thinking maybe the dog could protect the me. barrier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I say a dog is like a roommate then. Kind of. Oh, that's true. You'd room. have to be thoughtful. Well, yeah, and that's why I was like thinking about it because I, you know, when people like have roommates, and I mean, for me, it was all out of necessity because I could not afford to be a student, like interning somewhere to graduate, right? Working a part-time job, mm-hmm. affording five hundred dollars for a room in Fullerton at the time, like I couldn't afford it. Um, so it's like it's always been a necessity. But then even like I think about it, I'm like, do I? Like, always want someone to come home to. And I definitely adopted a dog, but anyway. Um, yeah, like, that was, like, last year. But see, so that's... Iris is living my dream life. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> but San Diego is so much more affordable than L.A., too, which is, Fair. like, another thing when, like, talking about roommates is affordability. Totally. So, Sonia, after you graduated from college, I heard you live in a very unique living situation. Like, for a year or so after college? Yeah. Of the whole mass of people? Yes. Can you tell me more about that? Of course. So, yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, right out of college, we lived in a... I lived with one other person in a shitty, shitty apartment. <laughs> I swear it was, like, cursed. We called it the lemon. What? The lemon. Like, you know when you buy a car oh, yeah. and it oh, ends up being yeah. a lemon? <laughs> that oh, yeah. apartment was a lemon, you guys. There was so much wrong with it. We had every kind of infestation. <laughs> That's the worst type of... <laughs> Where was this apartment? Oh. In Redondo Beach, which is more affordable than Los Angeles. Yeah, and I've never seen so many bugs in my life. So then, after that, once we both kind of moved up a little more in our careers, I found this really awesome mansion. (laughs) Is it a legit mansion or just a big-ass house? I know. (laughs) It was actually built to be an old folks' home. Oh, word? So it was like a building. It was like a building in a residential area. (laughs) Not a mansion. Wait, how many people could be, like, what's, what was the occupancy, or? Um, six bedrooms. That is a mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah but not laid out like a house. Okay. Like, much more laid out like a one, one-story communal living. That's oh, really shit. what it was. Very unique. Was it like a hallway and, like... The, exactly, okay. exactly, yes. Like a hallway and then all... Oh, all Rex's dog. Speaking dog. of roommates, hello. <laughs> Extra guest. <laughs> Extra guest. Yeah. Then down the hall was everyone's rooms and the two bathrooms. And then there was a huge, like, foyer. And there were two living rooms and a huge kitchen. That's huge. <laughs> it was big. It that was is big. a mansion. But living with that many, you know, going from living with one person to living with six people was a huge uh, shift. 
And it was cool. So this is what I think about too when I when I think about living alone. And I probably won't ever change my mind. Like I want to live alone. <clears throat> but the thing about living there was everyone was always there. You would never have a room, the house to yourself ever. Yeah. Just because there's six people there. <laughs> so many chances. Yeah. And even if like they weren't there, maybe one of their boyfriends was there. Yeah. Or their girlfriend or their their friend is there waiting for them to come yeah. back or you know. So how did you meet these six people? I feel like it's really hard to find that many people to live with. Yeah. So how did you encounter this this gang? Yeah, good question. <laughs> so one, it was all friends of friends. No randoms, which that's was good. Okay, yeah, that's a plus. But I went to college in LA, so we knew we knew the a lot networks of were big. Yeah. yeah, exactly. One was a friend that my friend grew up with. Um, two were best friends that a friend of ours knew one of them. One was my friend's boyfriend <laughs> wait but was a friend living there too or was just the boyfriend just the boyfriend so but she would be there then a okay. lot yeah that's like another thing which i yeah. i loved because she was my she was actually my roommate freshman year of college and we got along really well small world <laughs> it was so it was all except for two people no just one person everyone went to loyola marymount we had all graduated from the same college oh. just not known each other okay. so well in college yeah, and I think there, like, I really learned kind of what you're talking about. Like, you have to be thoughtful about people. And then I think I also started to find out where the catches are with roommates. Like, I mean, Iris was talking about this earlier, but there's, like, different, like, umbrellas you can put over, all the different conflicts you can have. And there's a lot of conflicts you can yeah. have when you're living with people. <clears throat> I feel like especially with six people, you kind of get exposure to like all of them yeah. at I, once. I feel like the number one that we're all thinking of is like cleanliness <laughs> and what like the perception yeah. of cleanliness. Sorry, and yeah. put the perception in there. That's yeah. probably like the number one thing I think consistently yeah. is what people bring up. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the most common yeah. issue when it comes to roommates, right? Because everyone has different thresholds for cleanliness, mm -hmm. different hygienic standards <laughs> and different... I guess aspects when it comes to doing the dishes and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So like in that six person house, I'll ask you two hours, like, have you had, like, has there been any conflicts or disputes arisen from the topic of cleanliness? You know, we never, oh, that's wrong. Like, so we would have house meetings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, like, that's pretty town hall yeah. Meetings. Town hall. <laughs> I was going to say we didn't fight like hardcore about cleanliness I only had one roommate in my past that we fought hardcore about cleanliness and I'll tell that story a little later <laughs> it's like scary but in that house we we would bicker about cleanliness and I think it's it, it it's always like someone feels like they're doing more than everyone mm -hmm. else yeah. yeah or expectations haven't been set and I think you make a good point because it's not just you can't just say cleanliness because that means something different yeah. to everyone and yeah. it depends on how you grew up. Like, whereas one of your parents stay at home, then your house was probably cleaner, right? Yeah. Because like they had the time to, yeah. or did you grow up with like a housekeeper and you right. never learned how to clean up after yourself, you yeah. know? Yeah. Or did you grow up with like three brothers and you're like, this is normal. Oh, you dropped that chicken nugget on the floor. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you? Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely perception. Um, like in house, I don't know about you, but house meetings always happen before someone got really upset about stuff. Like yeah. before someone, like, you know, on the side, there might be like a passive aggressive post-it. It's like, girl, grow up. 
But then, right? Like, I don't know if you ever walked into a shower. It's like, who's leaving notes about the kitchen in the shower? Yeah. Okay, so that's one. But then it would be like, you go to your room. It's like, hey, so-and-so is getting kind of upset that they feel like they're doing the most work, right? So it's like, can we just like call a house meeting like 9 a.m., like mm, 10 a.m. on a Saturday before everybody does their thing? Yeah. But the house meetings always had to happen before... It's like you want to maintain friendliness, but also like be real that like Karen never took out the trash, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And it was always awkward when it was just one person was the problem. Oh. Yeah. Because there would be a lot of like side chatter and gossip, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, the good thing about those house meetings though, were that there was that opportunity to like everyone lay everything out on the table. Yeah. L- living with one or two people, when I did, I never experienced that. So yeah. instead of having a house meeting we'd go straight from, like, annoyed, annoyed, passive-aggressive to, like, the big blow-up. <laughs> and we would never have that middle ground right. before the big blow-up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because the math was on your side. You had, like, four other roommates to duck behind. It's like, I didn't leave the trash there. Ask A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. But when there's, like, one other roommate, you're like, oh, they catch you in the hallway, and they're like, you're like, yeah, that's that's my pot that's been sitting here for three days. Like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> like, it's either mine yeah, or yours. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And also, I feel like another thing that leads that deals with a lot of like uh with a lot of roommates is i guess when you absorb a roommate you absorb their social network you absorb their relationships yeah. you absorb just people that they know too right you're inherently becoming a part of their life yeah. yes so then a lot of a lot of times when you live with other people like you kind of also absorb their significant others too right yeah so when you living with a bunch of males <laughs> and other females and you've had roommates too in the past like has there been any issues with your roommates, significant others. So how do you feel about, what was it like sharing a space with somebody that actually, that actually lived there, officially lived there, but they're always there all the time? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, it's so interesting. And I, we touched on this before we started recording because this is also a perception thing. Because often, quote unquote, like <laughs> she did someone, the quotes, <laughs> the air quotes, Someone being there often. Like, what does that mean to person A versus person B? Right. You know, and what's reasonable? Like, to me, like, you know, two to three times a week is reasonable. Mm -hmm. But maybe to person A, they grew up an only child or their house wasn't like... Like, growing up, I think, has a lot to do with it. Like, my house was, like, the train station growing up. (laughs) Friends, family. People called for meals. Neighbors. Like, people were always there. And so I feel like, at least for me, a home being a communal place and the door is always open. That's fair, yeah. That feels fine. Yeah. But I think for someone else, it might be a lot. And I also, I don't know, I've been on both sides of it. You know, I've, I've had people I'm dating come over and I try to limit the time, but like yeah. you, you want to see them. Yeah. But then I've also been like when I was living in that house, a bunch of people were dating, yeah. and their their SOs were there all the time, and they're like there's sometimes just awkward situations <laughs> where like Agreed. you're up early, and then their hookup is like. <laughs> In the kitchen, yeah. and you're like, yeah. "Oh, hey!" Yeah. I have a funny story about that, which actually brought to mind. So I was in back in New York in the East Village, and my one of my roommates at the point, his name is Cliff, kind of like interesting guy, and he hooks up with a lot of weird, interesting women. <laughs> oh my god! So one morning I woke up to go just go use the bathroom for work, and as I walked to the bathroom, I was like, "Close, right?" So I'm assuming one of my other roommates was using it, and all of a sudden I was about to turn around and go back to my room. The door opens up. And it was not my roommate. It was like this lady 
like bare chested, just standing there. No. And she's like, she's like, oh, good morning. I was like, hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? And she's like, oh, I'm X Y Z. I'm like, I'm with her work. boobs just out? Yeah, just out there. Wow. Just free flowing. Yeah. I mean, that's some confidence. That's energy. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm Rex. I live here. And she's like, oh, nice to meet you. Then Cliff, he pops out and says, oh, this is XYZ. I met her last night. She <laughs> so was at the strip club down the block. I cannot. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then no, it gets crazier. So she's like, oh, yeah, like that's cool. And she's like, oh, are you looking at my boobs? I was like. She oh. asked you that? Yeah. And straight up, like, obviously, you're standing in front of me, bare chested, with no shirt on. Like, what? I can't avoid it. I, <laughs> where do you look? Yeah, where, where, where do I look? And, and she's like, oh, like, do you want to touch? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. no. And I was like, yo, this is getting out of that control now. Right. So like I looked away. I looked like, at, do you just want to squeeze? Like Yes, yeah, something like that. Wait, what? wait, this was before work. So this like before work, yeah. 7 38 in the morning. Yeah. I was like, is this a on dream? a weekday? Yeah, this is like ridiculous. <laughs> so I looked away. I think I looked at Cliff and he was like, Yeah, man, just go ahead. <laughs> and then, What'd you do? I'm, I don't know. I was like, I was waiting to just turn around and go back to my room, but all of a sudden the stripper grabs my hands and goes and puts it on her chest. I was like, get me out of here. I just took, like, just ran away. She, back. she literally <laughs> took the situation into her own yeah, hands. I was like, yo. Oh my God, both of them. Yeah. So, this was don't misconstrue the story. This is against my will. And this is ridiculous of us. Oh my God. <laughs> that is the worst. Did you have a follow-up conversation with him? No. This is what like, happens after that? I was like, uh, I think she left and I was like, yo, that's kind of weird. He said, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Stellar communication yeah. skills there for roommates. Very. Guys. Guys. Dudes. Guys. Yeah, dudes. that was weird. Yeah. Uh, and that was that. Anyways. What did you say, Rex? Were you like, nice? Or like, I was just like, I was like, okay. You were just, literally, there's like a time and place, and you're like, and it's not now. It's not now. I just wanted to rest. I just to brush my teeth. I didn't get out of here. I didn't go to work. Like, I don't know if I could go to I don't, work after that. I'd be like, what the I hell just is had, my like, life? Like on the subway, just thinking about like who I am as a person, what got me to that moment. Yeah, like what led That's, up to this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. But then this, I think it goes to the point of I think mean, everything when you live with roommates is like boundaries, right? There's cleanliness, there's significant others, but it all ties to the underlying theme of what are the boundaries mm-hmm. when you're living with other people. And have those been set beforehand? Or do yeah. you find yeah. out those the hard way when your your hands are all of a sudden like <laughs> some strippers' nipples? Yeah. I know. But, Areola's darling. I'm trying <laughs> to keep this PG. My lord. Yeah. But then, uh, is it easier to set boundaries with a lot more people or with lesser people? Ooh. I would say a lot more because when there's a lot more people, you have like you have no choice. You know True. that there's so many different opinions. I would also say this goes for, and you guys can let me know what you think, but I would say it also goes for people you don't know well. Like if you're living with someone off Craigslist, if you're living with not your best friend, right? you talk beforehand. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, so I have a boyfriend. He comes over. Do you have any kind of like like thoughts on how often is too often? Right. Like I think that if you don't know them or there's a lot of them, it's almost this, this expectation that you have to set the boundaries beforehand. But if you know them really well, actually it's harder, right? There's more assumptions. Because like there's a, it's sort of the relationship isn't just like roommate to roommate. It's like, you're my personal friend. Like, you know Greg. I don't know. I made Greg up. But you know Greg. He like works in the city, and it's like more convenient for him to stay here. But it's interesting because when you were talking earlier about like space, like that 
I was like, oh, right. Like, this is just another scenario where it's like you have to respect people's space and what they're comfortable with, you know, like when you were talking about boundaries overall. And, uh, yeah, see, it's like when you have one roommate and they're like your good friend, it's almost weird because then, like, the pot that I left there for three days also is like, how come you don't respect me when I tell you I need to do something? It's like, <laughs> girl, it's not that deep. I was just lazy and I left that spaghetti pot there. <laughs> but to your point, but if it's like volume or like Craigslist or friend of a friend, you almost feel like, all right, this is Rex's friend. I don't want her to think or him like reflect poorly on him. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to leave my trash for Sonia. Like, you're welcome. Yeah. Nice to meet Maybe you. Maybe it's like more of a taking it personally thing. Like, because if you don't know them that well, you probably don't like, if I don't know them that well, I'm like, Oh, they left the pot. They must've been in a hurry. Yeah. But if I know them well, sometimes it's like more than that. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> right. I don't know why. It's like you take it more personally. Because you know them more intimately. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy I lived with in the lemon, we were like best friends. Uh And I feel like some of the stuff he did, I would take more personally because I'd just be like, he knows I'm stressed out (laughs) right now. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking about that, like dynamics of the relationship, like I've met people, me myself, I prefer not to live with my really good friends because one, it could introduce you to like the minor things that annoy you about that person. Because you're living with them 24-7, right? Right, yeah. And then because of that, it might end a relationship or a friendship because you're learning about these things that you don't care about, about a friend. You, so, would you guys... Uh, you guys lived in the past with a whole bunch of roommates. Like, have you guys lived it with, say, a good friend, but because of that living situation, you ended up not being that close after you left? That's a good question. Yeah. Or did you like live with a good friend, but then just living together, you got, got stronger and tighter? It's more the, I'm lucky, it's more the latter for me. That's good. Well, it's funny because you bring up that example of like living with friends and it's like getting to know them and like seeing all the small things that you don't like about them, right? Because it's like, you want to invite, it's like, Rex, dude, let's go out, let's rage, but do I want to deal with you at 3 a.m. and you're like, you can't get to your bed and you're like throwing up in the, like in in our bathroom. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's like one of those things like, man, I liked this is what I was like comfortable with, but I'm lucky that in the the one time I only had one roommate, it like made us closer. But, and that was a, a situation of living with four other people and kind of finding each other. Cause like, you know, sometimes situations at the house are like, why is this girl getting mad about eggs? Or just eggs. I'll replace those two eggs. That's another thing about boundaries. But yeah, food was a thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like that grew because we found each other in like a big crazy house. But thankfully it wasn't like, now I really don't like you. It was like, oh, I, I now I know like the why, the way that you are. And like, it's even like more endearing, you know? Yeah. So I'm lucky at, at least it was positive. Well, that is so funny. Like the egg example, because truly if you think about the stuff you've fight about with your roommates it's the stupidest Mm -hmm. shit if you boil it down yeah Yeah. it's like oh (laughs) i got mad at a girl for not filling up the brita all the time why am i always doing the brita i am the queen of this house this shit would not run if it was not for me but you talk about dumb like that is like why am i mad at her like it's a brita i know talk about about perspective like oops all right so all this stupid shit with roommates we talked about but then, is it something we choose to put ourselves in? Or are we kind of, quote-unquote, forced to be in a roommate situation, right? So I think Sonia and I put a quick pull-up on our IGs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sonia, what, what was your response, uh, I guess, findings? So it seems like overwhelmingly, the majority of people feel like it's a necessity uh-huh. to live with roommates. For the most part, financial. Some people mentioned marriage, significant others. That's kind of a necessity i also but i think that kind of blurs the lines too because you got to choose a roommate 
who you like love, you know? Yeah, like if you, yeah, if you get married, you gotta live with your spouse, right? Right. Yeah. So I guess it's still necessity. Yeah. And then only a few people, literally like three people, said it was by choice. And I do think there were some valid things, like people would be lonely alone. Mm -hmm. That's real. And then the one that really stuck out to me because I feel like it's, I can personally relate to it, is if you're a transplant and you move somewhere and you have no family, you have this like, and this is assuming you get along with your roommates, so that's a little different, but you have a second family and like people who, if there was an emergency, they would take you to urgent Mm -hmm. care you know, they're, they're kind of your support system. And, and that's what one person said that I felt like resonated. Yeah. Yeah. So I have two questions. Like for Iris, now you're living on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. It's like, I I can live with a roommate and save a lot more money. Right. Or I can live on my own. What, like at what point you say, all right, I can, I need to make this step or I can be comfortable enough to make this step to just like spend more money and actually live alone. Live alone. Yeah. I mean, it was a, and it's weird because living in like Brooklyn for so long and then living in San Diego, uh, uh, let's be real about like affordability, right? These two cities like don't compare, but at the same time, like I am paying for my studio similarly to what I used to pay for sharing an apartment in New York. Right. But I think it came to a point of like, I think, like, I think just being more comfortable and being alone. That's like another thing. Right. Because to your point, like moving into New York as a 20 something year old with like one friend and then roommates it's like you gotta come home and be like this is like a shared experience for you right like literally that like person on the train was yelling at you for no reason too okay cool so I I I really feel like I I needed that and I didn't have like some people um you know when they envision living on their own in like a city like New York it's like they want that apartment that overlooks like the park it's like girl that's that's four G's a month right they think it's like gossip yeah it's it's like it's not at all girl it's gossip but um really it was it was really like maybe after living with roommates for so long and finally feeling like you know what I think it's time and it wasn't a time like it wasn't like outwardly coming in where it's like people are like, why don't you live on your own? It's more so like, have you always like wanted to, or did you ever try it? And I mean, I grew up with two brothers and like my grandpa in the apartment with my yeah. parents. And it's like, I can fall asleep with like the TV running and people like in the background, right. but it was just like this very long path of like, Oh yeah, I think I'm like ready. You know? And I was like, I'm willing to pay for it. But it's also because of those other things, like not having to be too considerate all the time. Cause it's just me. Like, Laundry on the couch, pot in the sink, yeah. didn't buy toilet paper, no <laughs> do big deal. Do you feel like you're more relaxed? Like, do you feel like a burden's been lifted? Or do you feel like that somehow um, gets balanced out with having to be a little more alert? Yeah, right. Alone? I feel like um, what, I, what I do to decompress after the workday, it sounds like stupid, but it's my thing, so. Um, I no judgment. Out, I roll out <laughs> the yoga mat, and I legit just lay there, and I go on my phone, and I just browse like whatever I want reddit buzzfeed like just trash like okay I'll go to like NPR and BBC because I'm like I want to know what's going on in the world and then I just dive into like what's the latest social media thing that people are making like what is this meme about but or you're like what kind of cheese is my <laughs> yeah like my what's my personality yeah you're like okay if I'm a sun bear what kind of cheese do I like um or between Rihanna and Beyonce who am I yeah and but like honestly those kind of things are nice too because I don't feel like I have like an audience of someone being like why are you decompressing that yeah. way like okay, you just had work, but, like, why not? You, why are you not, like, doing X, Y, or Z? Not or that, even, like, like, on your bed or something. Oh, yeah. You want to be on your yoga mat. Yeah, like, it's just, it's really nice to come up with, like, 
and I was talking to Rex about this earlier too, but like you kind of define what your self care is because like there isn't anybody to like peer into that, you know, it's just kind of like, Oh, it's my thing. So living alone is, is definitely something that I never thought I'd get to because I've always lived with people out of like necessity. But there was just a point where it's like, you know what, if I can swing it, I'm gonna do it. So, so yeah, why are you with Roberto? though? Uh, for me, it's financial. So I have a lot of student loans. I feel like Same a lot here. of people Ugh. can relate to that. I mean, without those student loan payments, I would be able to live alone. Yeah. It's tough. That's a tough reality to face. The price we pay to better ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't regret it. I feel like it set me up for success in my career. But I'm just, I'm where you were maybe a couple years, few ago. years ago where yeah. I'm just like, okay, this is, I, part of me feels like this will never happen, but I, You're I know it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. What's well, tough too. Cause like, do you, I mean, on top of, I, most people have like either like transportation each month, they have to consider rent, like medical bills, whatever. And then I know student loans, like people joke about Sally May all the time, but I know that's a chunk of at least like 250 to like 500 yeah. to yeah. more, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, which I can't imagine being on top of all the other stuff that people have to afford. Yeah. It's crazy how expensive it is. Yeah. <laughs> So like, I think that's the main reason why majority of our respondents to our poll, like say it's because of other things. I guarantee you most people would want to live alone, but... I, it I, seemed like it. Yeah. From my poll, it seemed like most people wished they lived alone, but have, you know, have to live with roommates. And sometimes you get a good situation and sometimes you get a bad situation. <laughs> no, I totally agree. So then some quick stats that kind of throw out there. Going back to the whole financial point. Like, um, 56% of all renters are millennials. And it kind of shows that us, yeah, like, yeah, we, want, us. we want to live in a city, but we can't afford to buy nothing. We can't afford to buy any property. We yeah. have all these loans, um, expenses, and everything else that are kind of inhibiting our chances of owning any property, you know? And uh, 60% of 25, 34-year-olds were actually... You know, renting versus actually owning, or they can only see themselves at renting. So it's a really yeah. bleak perspective for our generation when it comes to actually owning anything in the in a city versus the burbs, right? Yeah, right. Like you could move to Illinois or something. <laughs> Yo, you guys can get a three bedroom, two house in Georgia for three hundred twenty five k. Oh so my god! So Most nervous. yeah, just just a heads up. But then, like, yeah. see, this is what I always think about. Then I'm like surrounded by people who are racist and, <laughs> like, like small-minded. That's mean. That's a stereotype. If, yes. If you ended up in a place in which there's... Atlanta is wonderful. It's a great city. Um, yeah, but to your point, though, it's like uh, every time you evaluate where you want to live and what amenities, as we would call it, like Rex and I were talking about it, when we lived in New York, or at least when I did, oh, so-and-so is coming to town. I could literally see like an indie artist in like Williamsburg and then go to MSG for a show in San Diego. It's a little bit different, but living in a bigger city gets you more amenities and access to the things that you want. And then on the plus, on like the swing side is that living in like the middle of Kansas gets you corn and a five bedroom (laughs) house for a hundred dollars. Right. It's like, are you willing to pay more for the amenities outside your home or are you willing to pay less for amenities inside your home? Right. Yeah. Like you could own a pool in, you know, like Nebraska yeah. or you can live somewhere like LA where you can go to the Oscars tomorrow. <laughs> like, live your best life. <laughs> so you're just rubbing it. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the choice is clear, but no judgment. Yeah. Yeah, right. So we spoke about a lot of like roommate issues. 
and roommate problems. Granted, it's all the good stuff about living with roommates right. too. But I'm thinking about it now. It's like, do you think the solution to all roommate issues is if we just all got paid more money as millennials? That is so fascinating to think about because right. we basically <laughs> came to the conclusion that we have to live together because of money. Yeah. So if we all got paid more... Then there would be no roommate issues. Yeah, I mean, you like you always t- like hear about adjusted income for like the time era like you know 30 years ago if you graduated high school and you worked at the factory you could afford that house you know now it's like legit everyone has a bachelor's or a master's Mm -hmm. um and the same connections to get the competitive jobs that we all want but you know i do think that would take care of it because if you had financial freedom to choose who you wanted to live with and to live somewhere that made you happy you would likely not have issues like someone not filling the bread. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it's like, that's the thing. It's like funny, like money will enable you to live there. But then it's like, if you don't have money, then it's just like <laughs> developing good people skills so that yeah. it's like that's a true. decent living environment, you know? Cause it's like, you don't want that post-it. You don't want, you know, topless McGee in your <laughs> kitchen. I just try to get to your job. I mean, maybe some people want topless McGee, but I don't know. You know, it's just, it's like, okay, we all can't be millionaires. So it's like, yeah. hopefully we have the people skills. To I survive. actually, I like that point. Like, yes, it would solve roommate issues, but maybe we wouldn't have the character development that we Absolutely. had to build. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yo, that was a hot story earlier. That was the funniest thing <laughs> yeah. ever. All right. That was my story. But do you, guys, do you guys have any, to close out the show, do you have any <laughs> stories of your own since I shared mine earlier today? Okay. Mine cannot stop the stripper. I know. I feel but like. But we can close on one crazy story. So I've literally had a frying pan thrown at my head by a roommate. Um, in college, I lived with someone who we had very different perspectives on cleanliness. Yeah. And we were living with three people at the time, so we did have an expectation-setting meeting, and our, our conclusion was that dishes could be left in the sink for eight hours. So if you got up and you had to rush to work, your breakfast dishes could be in the sink. One day I got home from work... And all the dirty dishes were not in the sink, guys. They were in my toilet. <laughs> That's so nasty. They all just throw away those dishes. Yeah. Like, you can't wash that out. Yeah, you, yes, you can't wash that emotional scar, <laughs> the physical scars on those plates. No. That is foul. Ugh. I was like, so I like run to her room and I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, well, I decided that if you didn't mind living in a dirty house in the kitchen, you wouldn't mind living in a dirty house anywhere else. <laughs> And then things escalated quickly because we had been fighting a lot anyway because she had very unrealistic expectations, in my opinion, of cleanliness. And she, like, threatened to pour milk on my rug <laughs> while I was sleeping so that it oh. would rot overnight and smell. It was crazy. I know. That's bioterrorism. <laughs> I'm for real. That's mean. It's terrifying. That's disgusting. And, like, I'm laughing now, but I was, like, so upset, you guys. How I, old are I've you? I've never called, like, oh, we must have been... 20, 20. Yeah, imagine Jeez. how much you experience at 20 to be like, I can handle this. This is fine. Right. I was overwhelmed, and I've never called anyone the C word, and I yelled at her. Yeah. Because, and she was like, I'm going to hide, like, food in your room that you can't find, and you'll never be able to figure out the smell, because I just want you to feel like what I feel like living in this dump. And it wasn't a dump. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful... <laughs> 
beautiful place. It was a great place. She, she wasn't even respecting your boundaries for, like, your bathroom and your, like... Your room and the set. That's just like that's a boundary. That's thing, a phone. Right? Like every single category. If she was walking around with no clothes on, that would have been it. <laughs> yeah, right. But, well, it was already it when she threw a pan at you. Then, yeah, then eventually a pan. Then came we were yelling. Head. Yeah, and then eventually the pan came flying Jeez. at my head. What, did you duck it? I dodged. Wow. You had to dodge? <laughs> I leaned. I leaned, and I it, I heard the wind whoosh past me. Oh my god. That's for real. That's like assault for real, right? That's, that was terrifying. If she didn't have good, like, if you didn't hear that sound effects, and I'd be like, oh, that didn't really get speed. No, it was close it sound to like, me. yeah, that's not right. And thrown with, with pressure, right? Like, <laughs> with force. And then I threatened to kill her pet snake. Damn. See, again, what she was like, what, 20 years old, right? Like, did you have enough life experience to be like, this is how I can deal with it? No. We were so young. Yeah. But see, now you know what to, like, you know that threatening. A snake is probably whack. Yeah. Like, but you Don't know that now. Don't stoop down to the level. Yeah, of Karen. Like, talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Karen, Karen. Quote, unquote, Karen. <laughs> Karen. I just... <laughs> oh. All right. Not her real name. All right. Sounds like a good story to end the show with. At the end of the day... <laughs> we'll leave you guys with that. <laughs> At the end of the day, let's all respect one another. Yeah, let's just it's, respect space and boundaries, you know? Yeah, let's all be adults. We're all adults now. Yeah. Not when back then we were 20 years old, but now <laughs> I feel like we're all... Adults, we're all wise, we've experienced. Yeah, and also that poll, just like it's clear that we're all in it together for the most part. Yeah, and was and was they putting it up with this yeah. for as long as they can until they to the that, best of their abilities. Best of their abilities, right? We're all in the same boat, guys. Yeah, <laughs> commonality. Iris is a good example. Like eventually, if you want to, you can make yeah. living on your own happen. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, we'll, well see first you. off, so he's going to Oscars tomorrow. So uh, let's talk TV. about that. Glow <laughs> Look up. for my face. <laughs> that millennial trash herself on the red carpet. I can't wait for those tags. Oh, okay. that's got to gonna make it trending. Right. I better get some fire photos. <laughs> <laughs> True millennial wait, trash. Did you take your phone away in the Oscars? Because I feel like no one's ever there with phone. That's right. Because right. even when you go to comedy oh. shows, they lock your phone in a Ziploc bag. Shit. Ooh. I can really. Yeah. Well, try. Let us know. Yeah. Okay. Next episode, let us know what happens. Okay, next episode, report back. Report back from Oscars. Alright, guys, let us know what you think, as always. And we'll see you next episode. See ya. Bye. Thanks for having me. Of course. That was fun. Good time. She did great. <laughs>